Striking Chords with Jonathan Douglas. Here, talking with percussionist Evelyn Glenny. Evelyn Glenny, the last time we met was in the middle of a very busy city, and now this is something of a contrast, isn't it? Um, it's at where you, it's your residence, and it's in a beautiful part of the countryside. Um, do you prefer to live in the countryside? Do you like to be close to nature or anything like that? Definitely, I do. I was brought up in a farm, and so this really feels like home. And and also, it's important for me to have access to London and to airports and things. So, um, surprisingly, we've been able to find this tiny little uh, hamlet, if you like, in the countryside, and but yet have reasonable access to um, cities. And and also, it's a very central part um, in the UK. Where we can easily travel north, south, east, and west, really. Um, so it's it's just wonderful to be here. And I see it's also quite useful in that you have space to store <laughs> store all your instruments. <laughs> well, already we're running out of space. <laughs> Absolutely, but um, yeah, it's great to to be able to place the equipment, and um, you know, every morning you wake up and you can actually have a look at it and and enjoy it as well as play on them. How much time do you actually spend here? Because I know you do spend a lot of time on the road. Mm. Too little time. I would like to spend more time here, um, simply because there is actually, although it's extremely quiet, there's actually a lot of things to um, experience and to observe and to enjoy, especially once spring and, and summer arrives, you know. And the countryside is, is really quite beautiful. Um, and it's just rather nice to be able to literally walk out the front door and, and not be run over by cars and things. So, um, yeah, it's it's just, you know, a wonderful place. But, you know, I, I give about 120 concerts a year. And, um, you know, this year alone, I mean, I could probably count the days I've been at my home in, in you know, with one hand or something. It's It's been so, so little time. But, um, you know, I hope that I can rectify that. <laughs> Do you sometimes think that things are getting a little too hectic, almost out of control? It's very easy for that to happen. It really is. And of course, you know, when you see things on paper, it always looks wonderful and so on. But when you actually fulfill um, those things, it, it can be very draining and very hectic indeed. Um, still a lot of um, fun and you know, interest, but uh, you really do have to be very careful as to how you plan things, how you schedule things. And I was interested to read also that you seem to be doing more composing. Well, is, is that what you, something you do here or something you, that you can do on the road? I mainly do my compositional work here. Um, I have a recording studio that is um, geared up to, to composing for television and radio, and that is really what I do in my spare time. And um, so, you know, we've, we've dealt with very interesting projects ranging from body collectors in Bangkok to Mazda car adverts um, to... Um, a series called The Seven Ages of Man, and um, we've just finished a project for Linda LaPlante Productions um, called Trial and Retribution and so on. And I mean, there are all 
different things that that I like to do um, in that field, and it's just a completely different avenue of music to explore. Um, so I rather like doing that. It's it's quite relaxing in a strange way, even although the pressure is on. Um, it's just so different to what I do on the concert platform. Um, so I really do enjoy that. I think the biggest difficulty for me is, of course, practice. Um, I'm constantly learning new pieces, and a lot of the pieces require fairly big setups. And well, it's not something that you can just set up in five minutes and, and off you go. And then if you decide in the afternoon to rehearse another piece, then you just quickly change the setup. It just doesn't work like that. And sometimes the equipment is not even here at my home um, in order to, to practice certain pieces because they could already be um, on their way to some destination or another. Um, we have to have several uh, groups of instruments, if you like, placed in different parts of the world just simply to cope with um, the amount of concerts we have, um, to also clear customs in time, um, all sorts of reasons like that. So the equipment always travels a few days ahead of me. <laughs> Do you feel that you are continuing to make constantly new discoveries of musical styles, musical traditions and so on. Yes, and I'm in a way naturally curious towards that, towards um, the music of the world really. I mean, an example was um, I visited Israel and um, met up with a local musician who specialises in the traditional Eastern, Middle Eastern music and um, and is a wonderful player on Eastern percussion instruments and it was just so fascinating um, being able to visit his house his house was, was cluttered with drums and so on so I could relate to that pretty well um, and you know I was learning things and, and this collaboration was, was very interesting and it's fun when you can just learn the basic techniques and so on of those instruments and, and kind of see the joy that they have and they're real specialists so I can take what I've learned and, and use it in my own way perhaps on other percussion instruments and um, so but the actual um, collaborative work I have with the likes of Björk and Stuart Copeland the King singers James Galway and so on that they're, they're all fairly unique projects you know you, you never quite know what's going to happen. You don't know the type of material that may be dealt with. A lot of the pieces have to be written. Um, so it's a real experiment, but you know, you have to do this in order for us all to grow really. Mm -hmm. 